You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hey guys, it's Bruce Carlson, and I just wanted to get in touch with you with some ways that you can help my history can beat up your politics if you so choose. And guess what? All of them are free. This is great. So, first is, go to the Patreon site. Well, wait a second, Patreon costs money. No, not in this case. I've got an unlocked episode. That means anyone can listen to it uh, on patreon.com slash M-H-C-B-U-Y-P. That's our Patreon site. If that's too much to type in or remember, just go to myhistorycanbeatupyourpolitics.com. And there's a link to the Patreon there. It's a special episode on Desert One, the mission to rescue the Iran hostages that unfortunately did not work out. What if it did work out? What if Desert One was not remembered. That was the site where everybody crashed. What if it was remembered as Operation Eagle Claw and all 52 hostages were rescued? It's not as far-fetched as it seems, but the question I was asked on Reddit that I want to answer in that special episode available to you is what would have happened to Carter's re-election? And that's not as easy as it might seem either. It's not like you just instantly reelected just because those hostages were rescued. We look at polls, we look at the politics, we look at everything, and I talk about that. Uh, in the same episode, we're also going to talk about Stockholm Syndrome and whether that's a real thing or something that a group of Swedish cops and their trusted psychologists made up to cover themselves. So interesting little story because I had been tracking the Patricia Hearst story over the summer. I uh, haven't done an episode yet on it, but we might. And then I always do diagonal research, so you're researching one thing, and then boom, that guy, you start to ask questions. Well, what about this? And it led me to look at that whole Stockholm Syndrome thing, which may have been blown out of proportion. We talk about the ins and outs of it. On this free cast, it's available on Patreon. Again, it's unlocked. So that's the favor you can do me. Go to our Patreon. You can... Um, Get that one unlocked episode. And obviously, if you like it and if you see on that page what's available to you, generally I don't do full episodes for patrons. Sometimes I do, but it's generally more of a, um, what you're getting is some of the research notes, leftovers from episodes, little tidbits of things that I've found in the library that might show up in an episode months from now, but you get it first. Go to www.myhistorycanbeatupyourpolitics.com. There's a link to the Patreon there. Now, also on that same site, myhistorycanbeatupyourpolitics.com, I've got a link to the Fall of the USSR podcast. Oh, I already listened to that. I know you did. I know you did. We've released it as its own podcast outside of the My History Can Beat Up Your Politics podcast in order to increase the exposure to more people on Apple and other sites. So Fall of USSR, that's the name of it, the story of the end of the Soviet Union, is all six parts are there, Apple Podcasts in particular right now, it's also on other sites. What I'd like you to do, if you can, even if you've already listened to Fall of USSR, is to help me out if you can go and subscribe to that podcast, at least for a time. That shows Apple that it's popular and it tends to move things up and exposes it to more people. And that's what we're trying to do is just get the podcast exposed to more people. So if you don't mind, I'm particularly looking for that on Apple Podcasts, but let's say you're listening on Overcast or Castro or something else. Go ahead and, and, and do what you can there. Subscribe. Thanks so much. That's Fall of USSR Podcast. And the third is more general. 
look, just tell someone about this program. That's how we've acquired so many listeners. I have fathers and sons listening. I have brothers listening. I have a brother and a brother-in-law of opposite political spectrum that I was told about. I know I have a mother and son, and yes, I'm thinking about you, Kevin Willis. Um, I know I have friends. So this is how we spread a podcast through word of mouth. It's a little bit of a nuanced podcast. This isn't something that, you know, is like some of those more corporate podcasts where they're just focused on kind of one thing. You know, we get into a lot and we do history and politics, which throws some people off, but I think there's a bigger audience out there than there could be. So please spread the word. Um, do what you can. You could spread your word on the blog if you have a blog. Uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter X, and uh, this is a good time to announce it. I am also on Blue Sky, and I'm on Threads. On Blue Sky, I'm at my hist, and Threads, I'm at my history can beat up your politics. I mean, a limited version on Mastodon, I really haven't found that that's worked out too much, and I haven't been to post in ages, to be honest. So it's Threads and Blue Sky where I'm Spending some of my time, in addition to, I, I haven't abandoned X at this point. I do see some issues with it. I'm all for free speech, but I want the person I'm free speeching with, with to be a real person. I still do have some good discussions. Richard Brookheiser is a good person to follow, a historian. Um, I have some good interactions with him. He's very open and talks to everybody. So, you know, there's still a lot of things on Twitter X that I like 100 years ago today, right? We had John on the show. That's a good that's a good Twitter site. He's into 1923 right now. So you got some good things. Bill Sheriff, a friend of the program, has been on the program. I like his commentary. So if you're on Blue Sky, I'd love to link up with you. Same with Threads. My history can beat up your politics there. Love to link up with you. Have some good discussions on those new up-and-coming sites. I really do think that one, the other, or both, you know, where we're kind of getting the three blind mice right, the th- just like we had three TV networks. I think it's time to have more than one social media network, and that's just the way it's going to be. Um, when I say, well, we always had more than one social media network, what I really mean is three Twitters, in a sense, kind of a thread-based format, especially when, oh, when anyone can buy it. You know, whatever your politics are, if people aren't neutral, well, we need at least three. I want to talk a bit about my future plans for the podcast. We we re-ran the 1890 series. We had Fall of USSR series this year. We had the um, Claude Kirk series. It's interesting. I thought there might be more play there because I thought Ron DeSantis would be going a little bit further than he appears to be going. He did get the governor of Iowa's endorsement, so I thought there might be some something to say in the story of Claude Kirk, but there. It's still, it, it, the funny thing is, I think Claude Kirk is an interesting story, whether there's a DeSantis comparison or not. So we did all these series this year. The series are tough. There's, it takes a lot of work. I've been working on the podcast full time recently. That's been helpful. So in the background, I'm working on a Zachary Taylor podcast. I'm estimating that now for 2024 because it's just in the background. I have a box and I throw things into it. 
and it, it it's cooking. It's cooking. We're getting somewhere. I think I'm going to have some insightful things to say when it's all done. I'm just pulling some threads right now. More immediately, I'm working on revamping You Break Everybody's Back, the story of the 1988 election. I think that election is so important for understanding politics today. It's really where, it's not the first campaign, but it's really where inside baseball becomes mainstream in politics, where politics becomes sport, where there's a huge array of candidates on both sides. I mean, and 1988 is so influential on today's politics in terms of norms that are broken in that election, in terms of media changing, And in terms of the people involved, five out of the past six presidents had some involvement, at least being talked about running um, or actually running for president in 1988. Five of the six last presidents had some involvement with the 1988 election. Obviously, the current one does. So did the former one in a very small form, but still. So we're going to get into all of that, and I'm going to revamp. I felt there was a little bit of production issue with that series. It wasn't too bad, but it could be better. Um, I also felt it was overly reliant on Ben Kramer's excellent What It Takes book, one of the best books written about politics. But he wrote it all about the 1988 election, and it took him so long to finish that he didn't finish it until before the 1992 election. And it was sort of, I I think it got missed in some ways, but it's a great book. But I was too reliant on it. And in in my revamp of the series, I'm rewriting things. And also adding a few new stories I have from newspaper clippings. And um, also getting into the general election as opposed to just the focus on the primaries. So it's coming up. You break everybody's back. 1980 election. Hoping for that one some point in December. Let's see how it goes. That's the most immediate project. There will be little things. For instance, I know I'm going to have to talk about um, you know, Biden age, incumbency. I already released that episode and I continue to believe that the best thing for any party, if you've got an incumbent president, is to run the incumbent president. I am aware of all the other issues. So I think I'm just going to have to sort of do an episode where I'll double down on it, but also explain that position more in the wake of certain questions and and the changes that are going on. I also want to address the third-party situation, but my little quick tidbit on it is, I am telling you, there's more evidence in history than there is not that third parties are not helpful to an incumbent. So you got to get into that third-party issue as separately from and third-party effect on somebody running for re-election, separately from just the question of Biden's age, should they be running the president? I still just continue tidbit there to believe that what's being ignored in most of those accounts they're focusing on, and I get it, you know, the very real fact that you have a very old president, you actually have an old challenger as well. It's unusual, except that baby boomers are doing everything late, and he's actually older than a baby boomer, but... And it's... But I think that there's a fantasy that you can just replace one person with another, and it's not how it will ever work. It'll be a fight like Wolverines for a nomination 
if Biden doesn't run, and then you have the the sitting president there, you would you. It's not like it's impossible, but the coordination that would be needed between the White House and the campaign, there will be a slip between the cup of the lip. If that were to happen, that's Carlson's prediction that that gap between White House and candidate will give away any advantage that you get from being the party in the White House. And you'll have to introduce a new person to the American public running against somebody who's very well known to the American public. I'm not saying it's impossible. Just saying these are the complications that the everyday media doesn't focus on. You know, we're going to talk about all that stuff. Those are topics that I want to address in the future so you have a little bit of idea what I'm kind of thinking about. So there'll be some running of podcast episodes we've already had interspliced with some of these new issues while I work on the, let's say, the near term, the 1988 election episode, and then longer term, Zachary Taylor, which I promise you is a coming. I want to thank you for listening. Remember the Patreon, Desert One. Remember, subscribe to that fall of USSR separate podcast. And I thank you for listening.